0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield.
1: Hey, everybody! Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with the Wealth Puzzle. Thanks for uh, joining the show to listen to us today. I've got Tana Pennington here. Tana, thank you, thank you for being here. Hi. I know that you've uh, you've become the new Tony. But both your names start with T's, so I guess that's close enough.
2: I could never replace Tony.
1: Oh, well that's that's probably true. <laughs> in so many ways. The um well hey, thanks for joining us. You know, Tana is one of our prime <clears throat> super advisors here at the Lynn Group, right? She does retirement income planning for our clients. She does the the, the exciting task of helping everybody get their Medicare situated. Yes. Would you define that as exciting?
2: No. No. <laughs> but I know
1: a lot about but it, and we'll get it done. <laughs> necessary task of getting Medicare situated right. for people. But, yes. Um, no, Tana. Tana's worked here. I keep saying ten years. She keeps saying twelve or something. <laughs> um, but it's been a long time. I mean, maybe the problem is Tana and I kind of grew up together. So yes. our moms were best friends. I went to high school with her brother. She went to high school with my sister.
0: And yep. so maybe
1: it's maybe the whole work friendship thing is just too clouded <laughs> with us, so it's hard to know what's what. Uh, the
2: beginning and the end, right, right? Right.
1: It's they're they're really not clear lines. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> well, well, hey, we're coming to you guys. Let's see. Uh, Thanksgiving happened last week. That was exciting. Mm-hmm. ate too much food. I'm still eating too much Definitely. food. Definitely. My mom is funny. You know, it's like we were having a small group of people. So it was my family, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's always a big group with my family because I got four kids. So there's six of us. <laughs> and then my parents, so there's eight of us. And, you know, my, my mom, even though I was doing the cooking, insisted that I go get a large turkey. So we ended up with a 22 pound <laughs> turkey. And, uh, you know, I mean, that thing's like cooking a dead body. I, you know, I love it. it It was huge And so I'm still uh, You know We just had turkey noodle Recovering. soup Last night We're, we're being <laughs> as creative as we can with, with buckets of turkey
2: I love it so, And I love the picture That Paige posted on Facebook Of your family
1: Oh, Beautiful I, family Yeah I wouldn't even know I don't do Facebook So the uh, I only hear of such things From from other people Like oh it look like You're on fun somewhere I'm like what? Yes how, why how would you know that? <laughs> oh, thanks, wife. The, um, oh, I love her. How was your Thanksgiving?
2: It was great. We went down to Crystal Beach, Texas, which is near Galveston. And on Friday, the weather was amazing. It felt like summer. So we got to go surf. We rented some boards from a local store, hmm. shoppers, you know, latitudes. And um, yeah, we had a great time.
1: Is the water warm down there?
2: It was surprisingly warm. I thought it was going to be freezing cold, but we spent all day in the water.
1: Yeah. I thought the Gulf would be warmer than here.
2: Late November, too. I was really surprised. It was great.
1: That's funny. Cool. Anyways, down to business. We can't talk about all this silly stuff all day long. So <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? So here's, here's one fun fact. Obviously, this has been a utter bonkers year. There's been a lot of crazy things happening. 2020 yes. is almost in the books. We're about a month out. And, you know, barring the worst stock market crash of your lifetime, barring global pandemics, barring election chaos, barring, you know, name, pick your poison kind of a year. Right.
2: Um, So true. There's
1: always so much going on. So at the end of last year, in 2019, we spent a lot of time talking about the SECURE Act. And the SECURE Act was this piece of retirement legislation. It was the first major piece of retirement legislation that we'd seen in like 18 years or something, almost 20 years. And so the SECURE Act comes out and it had a number of things that it did. But I would say for a lot of people, one of the most memorable line items was changing the required minimum distribution age. So Tan I know it was a long time ago, but do you remember what the old mandatory distribution age was?
2: Yes, 70 and a half.
1: 70 and a half. So what does that mean? So if you turn 70 and a half and you had a retirement account like an IRA, you know, from working and saving your money, you had to start taking distributions. And what if freaking weird rule like who came up with 70 and right. a half Tana like they're like they're sitting there in the Congress think tank and they're like oh, I got an idea All
2: right. let's
1: make it 70 and a half and they're like yeah, yeah that sounds really good and and then and then the next guy at the table is like well no let's make it weirder than that let's make it the the April the year following the year we turn 70 and a half and people are like yeah we can't we, God, we confuse the hell out of people that way that'd be awesome Let's do it that. It makes them
2: feel smart.
1: Is that what it was? Oh, it was, yes. a, a, it was a flex your smart muscle? Look, yes. We, 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 the so, more complicated, we the made smarter a you are. sophisticated rule. <laughs> so, anyways. So, when the SECURE Act passed in 2019, um, it it raised the mandatory distribution age to 72. So, from 70 and a half to 72. Now, in normalville we could argue that that's unclimactic right you just picked up kind of 18 months before you have to distribute your account Um, what was the rationale of the government changing it to 72 well one was there's something now no one will remember this because this is all pre-covid right so we have this like pre-covid world and then the post-covid world it's like watching uh, you know i am legend with will smith or something and, it, you know, it's like, uh, what are we going to do? Um, but in the pre-COVID world, there was something that was being talked about a lot a year or two ago. and it, They called it the retirement crisis. See, nobody even remembers this because everybody's so busy dealing with the post-COVID crisis.
2: Right. And so right.
1: pre-COVID, when you had the retirement crisis, it was in simplicity uh, guess what a lot of people don't have enough money saved a lot of people don't even have 400 bucks for an emergency Um, people were hurting for money and so the government wanted to allow you to be able to save into a retirement account a little longer hence pushing the mandatory distributions to 72 now I have to admit Tana I looked at that personally and I thought wow, the kind, gracious government has given us an extra 18 months to save money. And I thought, (laughs) if that 18 months is the make or break it for someone to retire on... I'd say they got a problem anyways. Right. So it's, you know, the, the relevance of the rule from what they said they did it for. I just, it's not that I didn't buy it. I just didn't really see the definitive value in it. You know, commonly, for example, in an IRA, how much does someone put into an IRA in a normal year? Any ideas, Tana?
2: Around nineteen. Well,
1: that's a four hundred one k. Jeez, you got oh, you got sorry. Tony shore answers here. So I'm sorry. An IRA is probably you know five six seven grand kind oh, of a thing. Oh yeah, you're right. <clears throat> so to me, you're like, okay, I don't know, maybe someone will put an extra ten thousand dollars into an IRA if they have this window of time, possibly. Right. And right. not that that's not a nice little bucket of money. The problem is, is how will that amount of money be a significant variation in, in a big picture retirement plan You know, when someone has health care and Medicare costs and has to eat lunch and all these things. So you know, it's kind of interesting. But anyways, we can belabor the past all we want. It doesn't really matter what I think because all that matters is what is at the moment. And at right. the moment, the SECURE Act says, bada bing, bada boom, required minimum distributions are now. I'm going to let you fill in the blank. Oh,
2: right now? Yeah, 72. Whew.
1: Good. Jeez. I, I was I'm trying to give you redemption opportunities here. <laughs> Louise. Like,
2: I'm sorry. Like they, I'm contributing they, to a 401k, they, so to, that's on my mind. I'm trying
1: to tee up, you know. <laughs> it's like it's just like the, like how they, were jo- uh. they always joke in the news that, you know, everyone gives Biden all the easy questions. Gotta toss you some yeah, just give me the easy too. ones <laughs> When kind, I'm on the spot What, kind of, what, what flavor <laughs> ice cream is that, Tanner?
2: Alright, <laughs> vanilla
1: <laughs> <laughs> Woo, She passed Anyways, anyways Moving on, <sighs> it is now 2020 We are now post, post-pandemic universe And guess what? As usual, nothing can be secure In the SECURE Act They're trying to rewrite <laughs> it They're calling it the SECURE 2.0 You know what SECURE stands 2. for? 2.0 Here's a fun fact what does secure stand for? You know what's funny is I'm reading what it stands for, and the acronym doesn't actually match at all. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, that's not." That happens
2: a lot, that actually.
1: spell secure. <laughs> so it's securing a strong retirement act of 2020 is the hot new language, which is then <laughs> boiled down to the Secure Act 2.0. Um, I thought the I, I thought it was like you know. <laughs> in you know, an acronym i thought secure would be all spelled out at <laughs> something i don't know but yeah i'll later i'll I'll think of what secure act should stand for and i'll, should I'll stand I'll for I'll yes report back to everybody <laughs> the, um, so anyways uh the probably big picture the one thing that we're looking at with the secure act 2.0 is another change in the mandatory distribution age and yes. i thought that this was bizarre because the old mandatory distribution age is a 70 and a half thing. God, Tana, that's been around for like 20 years or something. Yeah, um, right. Why is so all of a sudden... We, we haven't even gotten 12 months and they're already talking about <laughs> changing it again. So, any ideas, Tana, uh, what they're going to change it to or what they're talking about changing 75. It to? Woo. Look at Now, that's interesting, right? So, how come it went from 70 and a half just a year ago to 72 And now they want to bump it to 75 now granted I you know, I read this thing and uh, The problem is when you read bills Well, it's reading bills and you know, it's just like you know You go into this like black hole of depression when you read this stuff. It's very difficult and unpleasant to read and You know, they just kind of go into this thing blah 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 things have been rough Weird times and pushing out the RMD even further was actually what they wanted to do originally, but they didn't. And so they're just trying to fix it up a little bit. Now, granted, this new bill, the Secure Act 2.0 is 132 pages. If anybody is bored enough to want to read it, let me know. I'd be happy to email it to you. (laughs) Um, I just
2: want the highlight reel.
1: (laughs) No, I think we just gave it. 132 pages right there. Mandatory distribution age is changing. (laughs) The the other thing that I thought was interesting, too, is a fun fact is, did you all know that if you don't take your required minimum distribution correctly, there is a 50 percent penalty? So if you don't take out one hundred dollars like you're supposed to, there's going to be a fifty dollar penalty on missing that distribution. So they I think that's almost the joke of like you and me earlier talking, Tana, about how. The rule is so weird. The April following the year of turning 70 and a half. They make it a really complicated <laughs> rule. And then they attach a massive penalty to it if you screw it up. Yeah. And then they say, there's, there's, hey, there's hey, a reason hey, for that. Hey, good luck. It's like in high school we, <laughs> it, 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 football. They make you run through the gauntlet. Like, oh, hey, yeah. Hey, just run through here. Get hit in the face. Ex- oh, whoops. Whoops. Should have went around that one. The, um, um. So... Anyway, so one of the things in the Secure Act 2.0 that they're talking about doing is actually reducing the penalty to 25%. Yes,
2: yes. That's good news. No,
1: I thought that that was cool, you know? Um, Yeah, very cool. You know, because penalties are mean, especially when you really, 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 really think about what this is. They are forcing you to take money out of your own account that you don't want to take out to force you to pay taxes. I mean, it's just like the, the whole... The thing of it is pretty entertaining. And
2: we've met people that have inherited IRAs and didn't even know that they needed to take an RMD.
1: Right. No, that's totally true. So,
2: yeah, Yeah. it's not penalized. yeah,
1: but it's not what you think, you know, it's what you don't know. And that's the problem in this kind of a business is you need help from professionals like Tana. I'm no longer saying myself, just Tana Um, (laughs) to help guide you through these things because people you know I would say the best example is honestly even my own father Um, he's good at picking stocks he's made a good hobby over the years of analyzing a company and looking at their financials and making good investment decisions on stocks but just because he's good at picking a stock doesn't mean he understands all of the tax liability and those are some of the small Mm -hmm. failures that he creates is he'll he'll do things that make a lot of sense from an investment standpoint but unfortunately he'll he'll create some challenges that end up on his tax return because he doesn't do them correctly and so right not to that we don't want to take away from people that are good at the piece of the puzzle that they understand but our job is to be the big picture the you know the box of the puzzle to help you bring it all right. together to help you understand the things that you don't specialize in that you don't understand that's why we make good healthy retirement income plans for people Yeah, that's a good point. Another fun fact of the Secure Act 2.0 is they're also saying that, I mean, the way that I'm reading this, that for people over the age of 75, if your retirement account is under $100,000, it's a technical term, dollar, dollar, (laughs) um, you would not have a required minimum distribution. You would be exempt from it, which then separately I thought was also very cool only to complicate my life right you know we deal with a lot of accounts and so now yeah true (laughs) now you gotta really truly go account by account and figure out what's what and who's who and where's where Um, well that could
2: be very helpful because you really do need just a separate account for that rainy day so why should you have to take money out when that truly just needs to sit on the side for the what if
1: well the IRS sees it differently they see it uh, no I know. We need some tax revenue to right. pay for no, free college. Right? No, of course. Sorry, I, I'm, this, all right. This year needs to end. Twenty twenty needs to end right now. Should we? Should we just call uh, it? Let's call it.
2: Yes. Twenty
1: twenty just ended at eight forty nine a.m. on December first. I'm ready. <laughs> the um, <laughs> it's funny. So anyway, so there's some interesting things shaping up. Once again, this is legislation that is being proposed, just like we talked about the SECURE Act before it was finally passed. This is the new proposal that is floating around. These are some of the changes that we will potentially be looking at um, and certainly obviously helping and guiding our clients with so. Obviously, you know, big picture, if you need help with retirement income planning, if you're unsure of the timing of taking Social Security and how to figure out Medicare and how to invest your money to generate the income that you need to be comfortable, this is what we do. We specialize in this. We focus on it all day long. This is what we're good at. So I would just encourage everyone to give us a call, 805-500-7035. You can visit our website. Uh, our main website is The LIND Group. Linda's is L-Y-N-D. And, um, you know, hopefully everyone's subscribed to the show already and all that fun stuff. All right. So we're moving on. We're moving on. Tana did all this research for this show, which I truly appreciate. Incredible research. And she sends me this this email this morning of this article from 401k specialist magazine. And it's titled, (laughs) Annuities Still Unpopular as Retirement Income Strategy. And I thought my first thought was well of course they're unpopular they're horrific investments tana they're they're bad for everybody and
2: not all annuities are created equal
1: like annuities then you are automatically a scumbag (laughs) see how easy (laughs) not true no (sighs) that was the
2: wrong message
1: Oh, that's, oh, that's what I got out of it. I, 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 read the, I read the Ken Fisher newspaper article that said that, you know, you will like go to die and go to hell if you buy an annuity or something. Oh dear. Um, well, it's kind of funny, right? You know, um, annuities are an interesting asset class because they come with a lot of confusion. They do come with a lot of stigma because the word annuity is too generic, There are a lot of different types of annuities. And I think that's where the confusion exists. Saying the word annuity is kind of like saying the word car. So would you say I don't like cars or would you say I don't like Ford trucks? You know, generally people have a very specific issue with a certain type of something. Right. Good point. And so that's the challenge with annuities because there are annuities that are focused on growing your money tax deferred. There are annuities that focus on protecting your principal. There are annuities that, that focus on giving you guarantees of income, like a pension. There are annuities that give you guarantees for long-term care, for healthcare costs. There are annuities that give you guarantees for death benefit, kind of like a proxy to life insurance. Uh, there's immediate annuities. There's There's deferred annuities. I There's so many types of annuities that the, the, the problem with the stigma is the stigma was very heavily created around one of those annuities. And I, I personally believe, and I, and I believe this wholeheartedly at this point in my life, um, is that variable annuities are the crappiest in the bunch.
2: Yeah, like it's I It's the agree. worst
1: kind of annuity. And the reason isn't because the concept or the merits of the annuity weren't good the problem is is the 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 underlying products are bad you know the concept of an annuity is always positive it's the underlying product where the challenge exists and the majority and once again you can't even put all variable annuities under this umbrella the majority though of variable annuities that we see come into our office have very high fees yes. i met with somebody literally yesterday that had a variable annuity and it was one of the actually lowest fees I had seen in a long time, at two and a half percent a year. And that was that was the low side. The average that Tana and I see when we have people come in that own variable annuities um, is somewhere between three and a half percent and four and a half percent a year in fees. Now, Tana, yes. fun quiz question: What do you think is a nice, normal, reasonable rate of return?
2: Um on an I,
1: annuity? No, I'm just saying in general. Just in general. Now, I know in your account it had to be like 25% a year, but
2: Ah, uh, no. For like no, a no, no.
1: person would be a normal healthy rate of return. Uh, you know, if we were all being maybe a little helpful.
2: Maybe 5-6%.
1: Okay, that's probably very reasonable, right? You know, I'm a conservative investor, yeah. I've retired, I want my money to grow. I don't want a huge amount of risk. Absolutely. Okay. So Tana wants a 5% return. So she runs out and she buys this fancy variable annuity um, you know, from some fancy person in a fancy suit in a fancy tower in Oxnard. That was totally steered, <laughs> by the way. Um, so if you want a 5% return, but the fancy annuity that you bought from the fancy person has 4.5% in fees a year, how much do you have to make every single year to get your 5% return? Double that double that right you know so you kind of yep. say oh boy so in order to get my nice little happy return i actually have to get a phenomenal return every year right to end up with that and so which is not likely if we were to play reality let's just say you ended up getting a actual five percent return in the market which is maybe normal happy feeling return but you have four and a half percent in fees how much do you end up with Less than one percent. Yeah, not much, right? And so, <laughs> so that's kind of the challenge with with a high feed annuity like that is uh, they're just a little overwhelming. They don't really do well. Um, they don't perform the way people promise you on a piece of paper. Now, I don't want to confuse people. I have a lot of clients that listen to the show. We solicit annuities. Uh, you know for example my mother Deborah who works here owns two annuities i am happily going to be buying one in about 6 months on myself cuz i'm finally of age everybody i feel like i'm like got my big nice. big boy pants on so i'm <laughs> buying one myself wholeheartedly but we don't purchase at least for ourselves and for our clients and for our family we just don't purchase variable annuities we purchase other types of annuities we focus more on fixed index annuities the reason for that is number 1 Hell, just the fees are fundamentally different. A lot right. of fixed index annuities have no fees, and then on the high side, the high side, ugh, geez, the high side of fees is about one percent. And so, you know, we we range the investment vehicles we use somewhere between zero and one percent in annual fees. Now, how does zero to one percent sound versus three and a half to four and a half percent in fees, Tana? Great. Preferred. So. So it's kind of ironic, yeah. right? Because even with a with a fixed index annuity, if you end up getting a lower rate of return, but You're you pay still making significantly money. less yeah. fees, you find out that you can end up doing just as good or better than a variable annuity right. in a lot of respects simply because of the fee adjustment. So it's pretty crazy. Anyways, what is the point of even paying a fee? It goes back to that underlying thing, not all annuities are the same. So we have to understand why someone is purchasing an annuity. Um, For example, I said my my mom owns two annuities. One annuity she owns solely for safe accumulation. She has principal Mm -hmm. protection, she has no market risk in it, she has no fees in it, and when the stock market goes up, she earns about one half of whatever the S&P 500 does every single year. It, for her, has been a phenomenal investment. Yeah. Very thrilled with it. Another annuity that she owns has an income rider on it where we want to turn it into a pension. My mom's been self-employed her whole life like me. And so she didn't have that external pension for herself from her work. She's got Social Security. And so we looked at how much income she would like as a pension to go with her Social Security. And we funded one of these annuities that even though it grows as an investment, we can then generate a pension off of it so that my mom can be entitled to live forever and keep collecting checks all the days of her lives. How's that going? How's it going? All, the, <laughs> that all song. the days of our lives. You know those, those like um, soap operas?
2: Uh. The days of
1: our lives. I don't know.
2: <clears throat> I never watched those. So
1: everybody's situation is different. You know, we we look at a number of different vehicles when it comes to annuity planning. Not every client has annuity. I think it was funny. Actually, I was meeting with some people yesterday. Um, good clients, good friends. They own an annuity. And then... These clients, their his brother came to me about six months ago, and we decided he didn't need one at all. You know, so it's it's everybody is case by yeah, case depending definitely. on what we're trying to accomplish, depending on how much income you have, depending on how the makeup of your life and your goals are. But anyways, I have completely detracted from the purpose of this article, so I apologize, <laughs> Tana. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe here I'll, I'll be quiet for a sec. You talk.
0: That?
2: <laughs> no, we're good. This is oh, good. Okay. No, I'll talk. I talk. agree. I, my, my dad has an annuity too. Oh, he's, he also some,
1: some sleeves no, ball and a suit. Probably. Sold well, no,
2: no, no. no, 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 no. He, um, he also was self-employed, so it has turned out to be an excellent way to bring in income after he has retired. And he never has to worry that he'll ever outlive it because it'll always be there, even you know, if the account draws down to zero.
1: And that's actually a funny story that we can, you know, we have a, a he signed a, a share all my information on the radio consent, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: um, but yes, was a, he did. It was a funny
1: story because <laughs> your dad, because I was involved in all of that. When your dad was purchasing that annuity, he originally had all of his money with a big fancy named financial organization that everyone would know and be like, Ooh, how fancy. And it was even extra fancy because it was in Westlake. And right. And that gentleman, you know, cause everyone discloses everything. So when, when you were trying to help your dad purchase that annuity, that gentleman did everything he could to you to tear that thing apart. He went through the right. product. He gave rebuttals. He asked questions. He did everything he could to challenge that your dad buying that thing with you. Right. And you kept providing him additional information about how the investment yeah. worked, how the math worked, Absolutely. how everything worked. And when it all finally came said and done, what did he say? He's like, eh, crap. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. pretty reasonable. He's like,
2: Yeah, it's a it's a good deal. Go ahead. I, and do so it.
1: I thought that that was, you know, that was a long time ago actually. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was, I, I kind of forgot a good about example, that. Though. But it was a good yeah. example of, of, we had, you know, a financial professional who'd been in the business a long time do everything they could to break it all apart to the client. To you know, make yeah. it look bad. And when when you when you did that, and you dissected it, and then you looked at all the pros and cons, and all the features, and how it works, and how this calculates. I mean, it was really a good, probably education almost for everybody, anyways, to Absolutely. really gain a much bigger depth on how these things work. Um, but it was just funny in the end when he kind of just kind of surrendered, and said, "Well, you know, <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah, looks good, pretty reasonable." Anyways, fun fact. So look at this for a 65 year old turning wait let me see that for an american turning 65 today they can expect to live 40 percent longer than someone who turned 65 in the 50s
2: yeah that's amazing Oof. that's a problem. i know it's yeah it is a problem because there's so much more that we need to save for only including
1: i was gonna say something important and then you cut me off <laughs>
2: Sorry.
1: I, I, I don't, I'm good at that. I don't even know where to go now. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm broken after that. I apologize. Uh, should, I was cutting you, you off. You should do
2: these shows by yourself then.
1: Let's <laughs> get a big mirror. i set a mirror here. And I'm going to so you like you yeah. With yourself. Yeah. Only 7% of retirees are counting on using annuities from a study from the Stanford Center on Longevity. Um, So it's kind of interesting, right? People are living way longer. These investments have improved tenfold from what they were 20 years ago people still haven't really gained a lot of traction on them and it's you know it's for a lot of reasons you know one is honestly i mean here one of the bullet points from the study is you know financial professionals are still warming up to annuities they lack an understanding of how annuities work yeah. and how not how to position them with clients and so i think that's part of the right. problem is is to be fair the the financial planning industry is actually very aged if you go poke around a lot of the advisors are over the age of 60 and so they're running on old information of what they learned a long time ago those stigmas still run deep with them without understanding the new products the new features the new way that these things work and there's just a lack of building them into a proper plan but it goes back to that first point if people are living way longer You need to do something. I mean, unless you have done a phenomenal, phenomenal job saving all your money and you just got pockets full of money, you need to be very conscious of making sure that you have stable cash flow in retirement. Right? Definitely. Yeah. Good point. I mean, isn't that what we learned in the old 2020 pandemic? You guys saw the Mm -hmm. worst stock market decline of your lifetime. The stock market fell almost 40% in five weeks. You have never seen that happen before. And Now, granted, it recovered, which is fantastic news, but to the point is when stock markets go down, and they're bound to go down, if you're pulling money out of the stock market while it's going down, you're doing a mathematical phenomenon called reverse dollar cost averaging. You are blowing your account up. So you have to be very conscious about that. You need annuities. You need Social Security. You need pensions. You need rental income. You need stable sources of income to weather stock market risk.
2: Yes. Yep.
1: Tana and I firmly believe everybody needs to be in the stock market. You know what? If you want to live a long time, if you have some money, you need it to grow. Stock market is good for that. Stock market is no bueno when it comes to taking income, though. You need right. to use other income, other investment sources to create income. <clears throat> I started talking fast because I realized that this is going to be like our <laughs> longest show in like six months. And then I started going, "Oh man, how many people stopped listening about seven minutes no.
2: ago?" No, we just had two good topics that we really wanted to hit on. So Jeez.
1: you know, what's funny is when when I was looking at these before the show, I really thought, "I'm like, this is like what is this like ten minutes worth of talking?" And here we are, like a <laughs> half hour later. The um. But no, I think the, the takeaway is is there is a confusion. There is a apprehension. It's kind of like the uh, skeletons in the closet. People bring up the word annuity and people are uncomfortable about it, right? I mean, people don't even like to talk about this stuff with their, their neighbors or their friends just because there are so many polarized, honestly, confused opinions on how these things work. Right. And I'm not right. saying an annuity is right for everybody. All I'm saying is, is, annuities can be appropriate in the right situation and so you need to evaluate how these products might help you with a proper retirement plan because there's a lot of people that don't need these things and there's a lot of people that do and you just really need to kind of you know keep your eyes open and understand them a little better so i don't know tana that's probably good for today
2: yeah it was
1: great i think we did it yay alasinos or Sorry, my well, I was watching Dora over the weekend, so now it's stuck in my head. Dora? What? Dude, my, my oldest daughter, K, she's eleven now, so she, she doesn't really still watch it too much anymore, I don't think. Um when she was little, like barely talking, I like come home from work one day and she she goes she does one through ten in Spanish. by herself. I'm like, what? What's happening? My wife's like, Oh, she's been watching Dora. And I'm like, dude, that's incredible. <laughs>
2: that is so cool yeah, that was
1: really funny but yeah i love it anyways and then she went to kindergarten and she learned one to ten in i think it's gaelic which is like irish <laughs> wow
2: that's so impressive she, she's like she's
1: multi yeah with counting one, Trilingual. one, to, one to ten <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a start Anyways. <laughs> hey, everyone. We love our listeners. We love our feedback. You know, um, Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and Tana go in circles. If you have questions about your retirement plans, your own personal goals, the things in your life that are important to you, give our office a call 805-500-7035. We'd be happy to set up a complimentary, no cost consultation to kind of work through this stuff with you and see where you're at. Visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D- Um, And once again, number 805-500-7035. Everybody have a great week and we'll be back.
0: Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at lindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. fee based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group LLC. The Lind Group LLC and the Lind Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Linn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.